Listen up, listeners, it's crystal clear because More Morgulons has an exclusive out-of-this-world episode today because I've been abducted by aliens who are researching the fascinating phenomenon known as Morgulons. Say hello, guys. Greetings, Earthling. I am Zog. We have come to your planet to investigate this Morgulons phenomenon. Kindly, and frankly, I just came along for the pit stops. What's this Morgulons thing about, anyway? Well, it involves mysterious fibers, lesions, and a lot of unanswered questions. What's your take? I am Torque. On our planet, we have diseases that turn you into a cloud of green gas. But even we find Morgulons weird. I'm Glib, the intern. Are Morgulons fibers good for smoking? Asking for a friend. Uh, probably not, Glib. So what's the plan? Any probing involved? Oh, oh heavens now. We've heard enough. This is out of our scope, even for advanced beings. Yeah, no probes today. It's not a proby kind of day. We've decided to give you a return to sender label and send you back. Really? No cosmic wisdom or cures? Not even a single orifice probe? Um, have you tried not picking? Oh, wait, that's terrible advice, isn't it? Yeah, that's kind of generally what we hear back on Earth, too. Well, consider yourself lucky. You're too weird even for aliens. Buckle up, we're sending you back. Yeah, we're not touching this with a 10-foot uh, tentacle. And there you have it, folks. If you've ever felt like Morgulons is too weird to explain, just know that even aliens are baffled. More Morgulons is coming to you this week from San Francisco, California. Ground zero for Morgulons. I'm here with a couple special guests you've met before on the Morgulons Gospel episodes and on Meet a Morgie True Stories of Morgulons. It's Kate and Brandon. They're back. Thanks for listening and stay tuned. If Morgulons were to suddenly vanish worldwide, what do you think would be the most unexpected or surprising ripple effect? Um, Is are we defining Morgulons as connected to or not? Like, do we still have vaccine injury? Or ripple are we... effect. Good question. I guess we're just saying morgues. People okay, that morgue. that yeah have the morgues. Like, it's almost like you always think the about what it's forward. doing to the world, but like, how does it? How would how that work help? if something that's unseen, right. if it goes away? What happens if something that never existed is gone, you know? Like, would people just be like going back to their normal lives? I think that would be really interesting because I bet some people who have yeah. so identified with their illness yes. that they've wrapped themselves in a cocoon against the world and Ex barricaded it and titled the door more. Dumb. It's almost like they wouldn't even accept it was gone. They wouldn't accept. I don't think that, that I think she would not accept. I think it there's gone. a few people I yeah. know like that too. Yeah. I think I would feel like, like coming out of a burrow for the first time after winter and you're kind of like blinking and looking oh, into the sun. Mm -hmm. You'd actually feel things on your fingertips. I would, yeah. I would just, like, I think that's why I would be like, I'd be like, oh my God. And then I would be like, I but can do things. this is the other thing that I'm just thinking right now. If it were gone, cold. I don't think mm -hmm. my desire to figure out what the fuck it was would go away. No. Yeah. Because no. it's been such a life defining thing, you well, know? Because Derek and Alicia are still dead. Exactly. Me, you know? Exactly. Like, yeah. yeah. Someone is responsible like, for all of this, like, suffering and injury I think it's and patented. that was the truth that was the thread i was chasing down last i was like look at me look at all the patents and try to find out if there's a way to find out if it's patented patented because if it is probably isn't it probably is then there's the gotta be something to unique about it that i could prove that i had in my skin and trace it back to the original patent and be like you, really good boy. you did this okay here's another one sue yeah yeah sue sue sue, sue. sue them with a slap okay that's face. an interesting <laughs> thing <laughs> 
Okay, I thought this was interesting too. So if morgue symptoms could be like transferred digitally, like through a VR virtual reality experience, do you think that empathy for sufferers would increase or would it just lead to more sensationalism or stigma? I Because I've so often been like, I just wish there. you could know what this felt yeah. like. You know what I mean? Like you could just see that this is real. Like, But it, it's it's troublesome. Like, because like, you know, Derek was an amazing man, but I had he, the empathy in the empathy department. I had it in space mm -hmm. and he had a bridge to the yeah. empathy department. Right? Yeah. So like yeah. just in terms of that. And so like when he got more gallons and he realized he had it, I had to do a little, like, finally a check of him a little bit because he was, like, acting like I didn't have it and he was the first one that had it. You know what I mean? Because he was so not believing me before and then yes. he was so wrapped up in his own experiences. That was basically me and Tom. You know? Like, and yeah, I was, like, I was, I was Derek like, and, like, the relationship. Like, yeah. I've fucking had this for a while. You know what I mean? Like, you're, what, you're just waking up to this, but you're not yeah. more special. I've, I've been you know? baked in this for, like, three years or yeah, whatever. Yeah. 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 Like, I'm yeah. sorry you have it, but, like, actually, you know, now you can understand. And so he actually did downshift and then he, he'd adapted once I, once I like pointed that yeah. out to him. Cause he does have empathy. He just has to take a bridge there sometimes. It would be interesting you know? if you could like create a VR that was the exact simulation of what it's like to have morgues and then like somehow spawn it to a medical schools and stuff. Right. You know what I mean? Like show them like, these are what the people that are experiencing this and come to your office and that you've been telling. Well, this is the book I originally themselves. wanted to write was of a gorgeous woman who gets more gallons, realizes that it is a technology, can't solve it. And just goes and sleeps with every scientist she can find <laughs> in the whole country. And That's them in the whole genius. World. And then like once they all have it. If only it were an STD. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, that's like, that would be, be, I would be totally sleeping all around all of Washington, all of Stanford. Yeah, 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 that's genius. Yeah, it feels like it should be an STD, but it's not. No, but at the same time, like, there, there is a stage in the very beginning, like, yeah. wet with the hydrogel that I do think is possibly, possibly. And now I think, if anything, I think we just shed occasional Whatever. Almost like herpes like, or something. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like viral shedding. Like I think it's like low grade like that. But in the beginning, I actually really do think it's infective infectious in the beginning. It is weird that it comes in clusters, but of course that could be explained by env environmental contamination as well, like contact or bugs. I, I think insects are the way it spread personally. Yeah, well so my mom when she first got her symptoms Or fungal. I mean, maybe, maybe, but regardless maybe. of the maybe pathogen, it's like the vector, that opens vector the opportunity sure. for like a, a bacteria or virus to get in, right? Like, if it's not bloodborne, then everyone would have it. Right. You know? Right. And, you know, and everyone does have Sorry, it, Sorry, I mean it. Or, not uh, more gallons, but everyone does have it. it something, it, maybe. But not everybody has more gallons. Right. Not everyone has more gallons. But also, if more gallons actually does apply to everybody, yeah. and it appears in clusters because you have clusters of people who are like-minded or like-sold. Or even like, like genetically. Or like genetically. Who knows? Or, or they're like in, in um, personality traits. Like, you know, creative people tend to clump together, things like that, you know? Like... And you hear these relationships where one guy doesn't have it and the woman does. Because usually that's not the only connection. You know what, though? It's weird, though, because, like, I thought it was really interesting the way that me and Tom and my ex got it. Because you couldn't get a more different per like different person. But than... in terms of, uh, is there any factors that are the same? Like morality or spirituality or tend approach to the world or mental worldview or willingness not... to work hard or I good mean, looking? Or yeah, I mean, there are certainly some similarities. I mean, I but you people that aren't good looking. Oh no, I sleep with all kinds of ugly people. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's not about the, I fall in love through my ears, not my eyes, you yeah, know? Yeah, I hear you there. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. We, I mean, he was just a really like 
he would always get mistaken for like a cop. Like he was just a super straight edge, like conservative person. Um, he was creative and he wasn't a piano player, you know, so there was that. We definitely had the, the musician thing in common, but. I mean, that's a big thing. But you know, it's really weird. It's I really weird. I figure out how many like active musicians there are in the country. It's a hard thing to estimate. I'm sure it is. That's like a Fermi's uh, thing, everybody you know? has guitars, but nobody plays guitars. It's you know so I mean? like, fucking true, man. Yeah. Like on the wall gathering dust so while the guitar's true. Okay, which, this is the one, my last one for this, these kind. Um, I thought this was just interesting. If a major blockbuster movie on, or a series featured a character with morgues, what tropes or stereotypes would you want the writers to avoid? And what do you hope that they would highlight? I hope that they would highlight how it deepens your compassion and thoughtfulness. Hmm. That people with morgues, they can't do snap judgments as much anymore. Yeah, you have to actually more think humble, work on things. You more open-minded. Each thing on its own right has to be evaluated yeah, all of a sudden. Whereas true. before, you could really exist in, in an autopilot, autopilot. Autopilot, just go with whatever the crowd's thinking, uh -huh. you know, just mm -hmm. accepted common conventional wisdom. That's a really good point. So I hope they would play that one up. That's yeah. something that I would want amplified. And then the, the stereotype? The stereotype to avoid... I think the stereotype I, I would want them to avoid would be some of the some of the crazier sides of the psychosis stuff, like the mental illness. Like I don't want, I wouldn't the want drug side, the tw tweaker, yeah. yeah, like the tweaker thing is like totally what because it's like that completely ignores the fact that babies have this, right? You know what I mean? Yeah. And it, it is yeah, continuing well, and to stigmatize both drug addicts and people with morgues. It's just stupid. It and, doesn't and help. The anyone, obvious you know? data of like what's happening just like here, right? Yes. Like it's, yeah, um, yeah. My son does not do drugs. My mom does not do drugs. Exactly. So we put that conversation yes. down that, and again, to your point, if it doesn't apply to everybody, then it doesn't. It doesn't it's not the answer. It's not exactly. It it's, might be contributing, but it's not. Yeah, the it's not the causative agent because right. to be a causative agent, it has to be common in every single person. That's you know. Right. Although, yeah. just to take another uh, devil's advocate to that position, there is something that I saw. I noticed in the movie last night where it's like a lot of people got the vaccine, but not everybody got paralyzed. Yeah, almost. Yeah, like almost everybody was okay. I mean, it's a lot more than they said it was, okay, and you know, but, but yeah, no my whole family has had everything, the boosters, all that. They're fine now but i mean the thing is is that it biologically does stuff to you like you can't not have oh it, it, it do definitely it does you know? i think that that whole thing is genetically mediated as well totally you but know? it still is a negative it's still and, like it's part of this greater thing also where it's like when i was growing up i thought there was a lot of vaccines it was like 23 now the kids that are like young right now they're getting 78 before they're 18 like that's a lot of vaccines I just, you know? I just think it's the mRNA. I, it, oh, vaccines, I you know. I, that's a little bit of a misnomer, but, but, but yeah. I'm just saying, like, yeah. so many things have changed for those young ones. Very true. Like, the, the food Very that they true. eat and the amount of time that they spend outside, and when they are outside, how many pesticides are they encountering? The isolation, the, the isolation. manipulation through TikTok and Facebook and, and, and frankly, all. And like, the selfishness that's pervasive that's taking yeah. over a lot of parents, not seeing your family, No, right, right, like, right. But, yeah. But the, like, just, like, I'm going to sacrifice my kid's future for my own happiness. The objectifying, yeah, yeah, me. Too. All the time now. Yeah, the objectifying and transactionality yes. of human relationships, the like, you know, the likeism, likeitis, I guess you call it, like where it's like we're not really having, or we're even interested in what the, uh, it's all about. Like, how do you perceive me? Right. It's no interest in like what am I perceiving about others, you know? Right. But okay, all right. So thank you, thank you, thank you. All right, I have other questions. Can we keep going? Sure. I think I kind of dominated that one. Did you? Did you want? Do you want to answer? Or are you? 
You got your oh, you said methamphetamine. You were in there. Wait. Oh, yeah. Uh, but you, yeah, Keith, the first go, go ahead. part of it was these two the, women will talk you yes. oh, that's like, okay. out of the conversation. Sorry, I, I was making um, <laughs> flyers for Project uh, Blue Screen. Oh, but. nice, awesome, awesome. Oh. awesome. If you could take Morgulons on a dream date just to break up with it, where would you go and what would you say during the it's not me, it's you talk? Space Needle. You'd go the Space Needle? Yeah. Okay, okay, why? Um, because that's like where they're from. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, sending you back. Um, yeah. What would you say in your breakup speech? Oh, I'd say, um, this is, this has been a lot (laughs) and, you know, um, it's just, um, there, there's too much you (laughs) and not enough me. (laughs) (laughs) And I, I, I just, I, I need some. I, I I need me. Yeah. I want me back. I want me back. <laughs> yeah. That is beautiful. That's amazing. That is really good answer. That's a really good answer. That's amazing. I think I would um I would take them just outside my rabbi's house on Shabbat night, right before dinner. Because I'd have plans and I would look great in my heels, <sighs> and my Prada dress, and yeah. just black. Like, like to kill, you know. If I'm gonna break up with the Morgulons, yeah, I'm gonna look like fucking, <laughs> yeah, you know, exactly. And then I'll be right outside the door of my rabbi's house where I'm gonna go, and I know that he's not coming, right? Morgulon, mm-hmm. yeah, and, um, leaving them and all behind. Say, and then I would say something like, um, everybody has to battle between, you know, whether we listen to our intentions for good and our intentions for bad. And you're fucking evil! <laughs> Get away from me! Get away from me! Stay away from me and don't ever call me Liz's number. You are blocked. You are a parasitic piece of shit that does not validate consent. You are dead to me and I will damn you of the earth. May your soul never come in contact with mine again. I like that. See, and I already also, said God this. is gonna fuck you for what you did to Derek and Alicia. God, so, how light would you feel walking into that dinner? And then I would be like, do do do, and then girl would be like, hey, and I'd be like, sorry, I'm 45 minutes late. She was like that every time. It's fine. No, every time. that is like a beautiful feeling to feel like you could just break up. You know? Mm-hmm. I like that. I like yours though. But like, there's too much of you. Without doing that at first, I was like, I just, I just feel like in this relationship, like I've just kind of lost myself. You know? like, <laughs> Unless it's like taking but, toxins out of your body. I've I was about to say, I was about, oh yeah, I was about to say, I think my breakup speech would be a little bit different. Like, I would, I would do it at home because that's where all of this has really, hmm. for the most part, occurred, you know? And I would, because I would want to kick him out of my home. <laughs> like, you know, that's after the, as soon as the breakup is done, yeah, yeah, yeah bags, out, buddy. Like, like we, yeah. But I think mine. Take all your sweaters, <laughs> all your dust bunnies. Yes, exactly. The hairballs, the fucking black goo. Yeah, but I think I would be like, you know, thank you for everything that I've learned and the way that I've grown out of this. And this is not ever what I wanted, and it was wrong, mm-hmm. and it was violating, and it was abuse, and it was really hard. And it's like, I, it hurts. It just 
hurts. It's just the unfairness of it all, you know? Like, it just hurts. But I've gotten what I needed from this relationship, and... It's the best breakup ever. <laughs> you know? I feel soothed. And I feel like, oh, I'm breaking up with you, but I feel okay about it. But, like, recognizing that even this is, like, not all bad, goddammit, because, like, we have some power to, like, create yeah, goodness out of it. Yeah, I mean, That's I give the credit to myself, but I also wouldn't have ever had an opportunity to, you know, for instance, like open my eyes to how really arrogant and like close-minded and, and, you know, Same. that I was. And, and I really do appreciate the fact that like, I would be completely a different person Same. and, you know, and I like who I am. And I really, I like agree with you and I've learned so much about like who my mom is and who my son yeah. is. And at the same time, I used to feel a lot more that way. Like mm -hmm. before Derek died, I definitely was very much actually into, into yeah. in a camp of, of actually turning towards gratitude for more gallons. Right. But I think that like losing them just pushed me like to this other. To I this don't other blame but, like, you. But like, I definitely hear you. And like, I, there's so many things like, even like how I've spent the last couple of years, like if I hadn't had this happen, mm -hmm. my last couple of years would have been spent very, very differently. Very. And Me I too. have seen everyone else that I worked with back then before mm -hmm. Morgulons yep. and where they are now. Mm -hmm. And I can easily imagine where I would be if I was still on that same track. Mm -hmm. And I'm so fucking glad I'm not that there. That you're not there. Yeah. That's funny. Yeah. Cause like, it's weird. Cause I could probably be like in a really, you know, to most eyes, like a really good setup right now. Faces. And I would be fucking miserable. And I'd have all the money in the fucking... Well, I mean, as much money as I needed to spend, it probably wouldn't even be enough. Who knows, yeah. you know? I'm gonna say, like, there's a lot of trauma, too, yeah. in, intertwined with... Yeah, there is, yeah. Like, the more trauma that you have that's unhealed, the more that they can fuck you in the trauma. And it whatever. seems like a lot of people went through a big trauma before mm -hmm. the emergence of this. Like, you did? Mm -hmm. I, I didn't, but I know a lot of people have. Crazy. I was married to a man for a year who molested my daughter. My so, heart like clenches when I hear that. That happened just before Morgallons to me. Damn. And I didn't find out about the molestation until the court case was over. Otherwise, I would have raised it in the case. And, oh. and so she waited until afterwards. Awful. Shit. And then I got death threats when we reported it to the police. It was oh, it was a, it was a rough time. Like right before. Hmm. I know. Uh -huh. They're just cleanup squad. At best, order takers. They give you a number for a paper that documented that you had something to say one time. Yeah, they get there late. They don't even fix the crime or prevent it. Like it's and like, actually, what? What are we paying them to? In this town, but I feel like that a lot about doctors too. Like I don't, I don't fault a doctor. I fault a system. Yeah. And a doctor might be somewhere or the other on the spectrum of. You know, I'm still working whatever. on that. I'm still working on that. I'm, I still have a lot of rage around like the failure the, yeah. of the medical system. It I mean, really, at, at I least can't nurses even go are to a doctor like, anymore. Like I refuse to go to any doctor unless I'm like what dying. Do you feel like for you is the part that, that is like some of the core issues that just really like the ones where you're like, Ugh! it is such a betrayal. It mm -hmm. is. You are so vulnerable. When you walk into a doctor's office, you are scared for your life, your body. You are frightened you think that this is the this is what you are told is the only person who can help you yep. and to take someone in that, in that state, state with your power and your authority and to undermine them to mock them to not even assess them gaslight to just yeah. gaslight them yes all to, the yeah, things not that even are done test and not even run a single test not a single times. test yeah. you know but be willing to give you dangerous antipsychotic drugs or whatever like it's nothing you and know and not, claiming that you're doing science. it makes me want to cry yeah. like just thinking about it it's just such a betrayal yeah. and it makes me so fucking mad i mean i go into a rage sometimes with the doctors like this is before mark lines too because like, as a woman and i'm sure you know do anyone 
the gaslighting thing is real at the doctors. It also really tells me how sacred you held your work as a healer yourself. Absolutely. Because what your what it what my what body responds yeah. is that like you have violated a sacred yes. oath. Like that's what I felt when you were talking just now. Yes. Which yes. is like yes. it's different than the way that I was looking at it, which is like not as I'm not I'm not, you know, actively mm-hmm. in that yeah. role. And so I like looked at it a little bit differently, more of like a service industry rather than like a sacred. Uh, yeah, framework. it is but sacred. It makes total sense I, to me. I it feel makes total such sense to me. reverence for like being like able. Somebody destroyed the church almost. Like, yes. Don't burn down churches. Oh my God. Yeah. Like the, the patients that I've worked with, they're coming into usually like a crisis, psychiatric emergency situation. It's the worst day of their life, you mm-hmm. know? That's the day I meet them. Right. And, and it's like to be trusted like with that person's experience and vulnerability it is such an honor Mm -hmm. it is such a it is such an honor and it's like how could you fucking violate that honor by like disrespecting and like yep. harming, harming. <laughs> harming the person first, do no who harm. came to you. Right? To first, forget. do no harm. Yes, it makes me so angry, y'all. And I just, the anger is because like deep hurt. Whenever I have deep hurt mm-hmm. and it seems overwhelming, it turns to anger. For well, me. that's when anger is like the big brother. I, I like to think of it as like a big brother that's protecting a little sister. Oh, yeah. Or something like that. Like yeah, there's something more vulnerable inside and then the anger beautiful... steps up front to take the flack. Wow, I really like you know? that metaphor. Thank you for that. I used to work a lot with anger because it doesn't bother me at all. Like really? anger, anger doesn't like there's most therapists that I went to school with, they're really triggered by anger. Like any hard energy, they're really triggered by. Yeah. And so if they see somebody full of bluster, they don't know how to reach them and they don't know how to accurately assess threat. Yeah. But like, that's a good I point. grew up in Alaska with a bunch of blowhards. Like my dad and my brother, we would sharpen our intellectual swords on each other. We would just, you know what I mean? Right, like I just grew up right. in a very hostile, <laughs> yeah, combative. Yeah. But mm. brilliant and loving ready, family. Right? Ready to go. Yeah. Ready to go. Yeah. Our swords were always ready to go. It's a good way to be yeah. in this world. Ready it's not to bad. Go. It's, yeah. and, it, and it helps me get my, in, my mind sharp. You know, you have really to true. be tough. Totally, and like life is hard. Yeah. And when it gets hard, you can either be tough or you can cry and go home. And what does that do? You know, right. Like, that doesn't do right. anything. Right. Right. So like that's the family that I grew up. In. Anyway, so it's like I don't remember what I was going. So that you're not afraid of anger. I'm not. You're right. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. So I'm not afraid of anger. And like I use that even to the point that actually even Derek, who can stand in the face of some serious fire. At the end, she was out of her goddamn mind. She's like spitting, she's poking my nose when I have a huge open morgue sore on it. I mean, she's just like, mm. she's saying every, she's saying that she's gonna be Muslim. I mean, she's saying everything yeah. that she possibly can to try to get under my skin. Yeah. But I was yeah. just like, I can totally. I can imagine spanking your little naked baby butt right now. <laughs> like, I can just, I just held on to that threat. It just doesn't affect me the same way, you know? And I think yeah. it's really important because otherwise you are at effect of it, right? Like yeah. it's like the end of labyrinth when you're like, you have no power over me. And then everything changes, you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah. It's kind of like that. Like, and I'm not like that all the time with everything, obviously. I'm still right, super flawed right. and I still get hot headed and whatever, you know? But that's my trigger what things, that but that's the love goal. That's the ideal. Inspire, yes. You know? Yes. And I actually got there in large part because of, I mean, it started with my upbringing, but like,
One more thing, listeners, before we go. I've spent the last week with Tom, 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 Kate and Brandon in San Francisco, California. We've had such a good time. And Kate has been such a great host to us. So lucky, so blessed. I want to remind you that you are not responsible for your fate, but you are in charge of your destiny. And I just read a research paper that said that having friends and your social life being full and healthy is as important as diet, not smoking, and other lifestyle factors in your longevity, how long you live, and of course the quality of the time here. So reach out, touch someone, speak up. Thanks for listening. Stay tuned.